I feel like if if people heard half the stuff being Christian would, that we talk about, that they would just not saying that not in a prideful way, but I feel like they would glean a lot from what we talk about just because we talk about theology all the time. Dude, literally, anytime we like, I learn a new theory, and I'm like, Adam, I don't, I think we're living in the millennial time. I think. <laughs> I think Jesus already came back <laughs> after I heard, like, a theory. And then he's just like, shut up, you're dumb. <laughs> he's like, you know the Bible doesn't say that. I'm just like, man, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton of stuff that we uh, just talk about and just go on rabbit, troll, rabbit trails and talk about trolls and <laughs> heretics and, oh, and all. Benny and just, Hinn, favorite. And the like. <laughs> Don't look up Benny Hinn, guys, <laughs> unless you run it to, like, be freaked out and be like, throws the Holy Spirit at you and you, like, fall back. Just yep. kidding. That's not real. That's um, what we call a cult. Uh, well, welcome to our first podcast, guys. I think um, it's going to be really odd and awkward, I think, at first. But, you know, we're all about inclusivity. We want all of you guys to be here with us. So I think it's going to be fun. Um, well, I think we should just introduce ourselves because me and Adam talk like we're in a podcast anyway. So I don't know how different this is actually going to be from our conversations. <laughs> Um, but my name's Christian. Um, I'm a Moody Bible Institute student right now, um, and currently I'm studying theology, but I think um, I may change it to human services, which is a counseling degree here, but after taking a class with a professor here named Dr. Sanchez, who is a part of the Net Bible Translation, I really want to like continue with it, so it's like, kind of don't actually know what I want to do, but um, I'm from Colorado and actually used to be part of Hydrate, like you guys. Um, That's right. Yes. Cross Creek. 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 Ah, <laughs> uh, I bet you none of the, the younger people know what we're talking about, and it's not even uh, like I we're think, that old. I think Rob still does it, doesn't he? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he does. They they still did it last year. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So they're probably not gone, but um, yeah. yeah, I joined uh, Hydrate probably like the end of my junior year, and uh, kind of went through it in high school and stuff like that. And I think it was definitely a detrimental part of my walk towards God um and it was just super cool because like I grew up Catholic guys and so um and it's not that Catholics don't have relationships with the Lord I definitely think that um it just kind of like has a environment where it's a little bit more easier to be very nominal and like oh like I can just go to church and it'd be okay um and that's kind of how I grew was like oh I let's go to church on Christmas and Easter um but when I came to and I had came with like a lot of legalistic baggage in the sense of, like, I didn't follow the commandments of God, but I was just kind of, like, self-righteous. And, like, you can't have tattoos when you go to church. And you have to dress up every time you walk into, like, the building um, and things like that. So when I came to Cross Creek for the first time, and it was before the renovations, y'all do not know what the church used to look like. Um, but it was kind of cool. everywhere. Liter- literally. I think our, the first time we came in, our small group was in, like, a child's, like the kids, um, yeah, the Sunday yeah. school room that was in pretty much like the same vicinity as like the sanctuary, so you could hear the kids during the church service, um, and hear the banging, like the kid was like probably banging his head or something against the wall. I don't know. Yeah, we used to be. <laughs> I don't know what kids we do. Used be, <laughs> we used to be in a little side room that's now just where the chairs are <laughs> in the sanctuary. Yeah. Um, on the side wall, there used to be like five rooms, and the offices used to be in there. But yeah, it's pretty wild, kind of the change, but I think it was really cool. But when I got there, it was like, this is, I thought it was a cult. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, is this anything outside of Catholicism is definitely not okay. 
but when I got there, I was super like shook. And I'll even like Adam knows this about me. Like I was super like in awe that there was uh, a woman that you guys would know as Megan. She's the one who helps with the tech table. She had uh, a tattoo and she was singing. And I just thought that was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, is this allowed? I know. You can't, you can't have a tattoo in church or I at mean, least showing. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, yo, this is literally so cool. And like, for the first time ever, like, had like this experience, like spiritual experience where I was like, this is the God of the universe that that I've been listening, like hearing about since I was like a child and being told to pray about when I like didn't even know who he was. And so I was very, very intrigued. And so... When it came to it, I was like, met Rob and everything. And the next time I came to youth group, it was the same thing, very emotional. And they were talking about baptism. And I was like, oh, I want to get baptized. And I kind of had that same Catholic view of salvation where I believed, oh, you're dunked in water. You're good. There's nothing more that you need to do. You're saved. You're going to go to heaven. Uh, and that's it. And so that's kind of like where I think my mindset was and got baptized. And uh, Rob really took me under his wing. And I think uh, I, he, he definitely was kind of like a big brother figure in my life just because I don't have like the, I didn't have the greatest relationship with my older brother. Um, so it was definitely cool to have someone take me under the wing. And I, and I thought it was just kind of unique, I think, specifically with me because Rob was like our my grades leader. Um, and so it was just kind of unique in the sense that he really just like invested in my life when I was very much not wanting to be invested in um, but Hydrate was just so fun. I just remember the games. And and uh, you guys will hear more of our stories kind of like moving on. And I think maybe we'll even have like a story series and talking about the theology behind that and like why the Lord moves in certain ways um, and why he gives us specific stories. And I think, um, I think that's a good thing. I think that's so cool that God uses us that way and gives us weird stories. And, and sometimes even like what pe- people would think is like a boring story that they – grew up in church and their dad was a pastor and their mom preached the gospel to them when they were five they accepted christ and they're like that's so boring but for people like me i'm like wow i wish i knew jesus when i was five years old yeah and if that's you and you grew up in the church and you don't have this you know i came from a background where you know i was addicted to heroin and i like had like tons of sex before i you know outside of marriage like that's okay like every single uh, salvation story is a miracle because you go from dead to life. Oh, like you are them. you are a new creation. Um, that's what Scripture says in Second Corinthians five seventeen. So, um, if that's you, don't be discouraged. Like you don't have to have this um, crazy like outlandish story because every single salvation story is crazy and outlandish because um, we are opposed to God. We are walking away from God, and He saved us. He scooped us out of the muck, and He He washed us off. So. Um, yeah, be encouraged in that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Cause, like me and Adam, like you'll you'll like I said, you'll hear more of our stories, but we're very very different. And what binds us is Holy Spirit. And I don't. And I think, like I say, psychology for the past two years. So I definitely see that personalities have to, on some level, be very similar to be in conjunction with each other and be harmonious. And me and Adam are very much not like that. Like yeah, only that's... Holy Spirit. Like I'm pretty sure I almost wanted to fight Adam a couple times. <laughs> But yeah, I never felt that hostility towards Christian, <laughs> but <laughs> he ever he always brings that up when uh, he talks about that. But yeah, um, pre pre uh, pre Jesus, we uh, definitely were not close. Um, we definitely butted heads on a lot of things, and uh, but uh, yeah, that 
that unity uh, among believers is uh, pretty strong. Pretty, pretty strong, and uh, it's unlike any other. So, dude, totally, and like, dude, Hydrate is just such a good. I think our our church does such a does such a good job at ministering to to you guys. And as much as you guys don't like, may not see it every single time you walk into Cross Creek, or even if like. Um, like a youth group is canceled because there's a COVID outbreak or something like that. Um, like your guys as leaders literally are praying over you all the time. And, and even though you, you may feel like, oh, like I'm kind of like an outcast. Like I don't really like play games and all these things. Like there, there's, there's something about God being the focus of things that unify people. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And that's how I felt too. Like I was being shown Jesus by other people at Cross Creek. Like Rob loved me. And even when I share specific sin struggles that are very unique, I think um, to the church in the sense that it's not talked about, like I was never once felt like I was judged at all. And so I think um, this is kind of like me and Adam's way of giving back. I think a little bit to hydrate while Mm -hmm. um, having some fun and doing some stuff with, uh, um, kind of like on our own and wanted to actually do kind of like something fun with like podcasting because that's just what we've been wanting to do for so long. Um, yeah, maybe if you're walking to school or driving to school or just listening, you don't have nothing to do in your room, like you can tune in and maybe be encouraged a little bit and, and learn something, hopefully. Um, but if not, you know, that's what God's word's for. So, ooh, um, ooh, <laughs> Rob is not, Rob is not the Bible. Do your own research, guys, because Paul um, is it in Corinthians, wherever he, like, uh, exalts that church for testing the spirits and... Oh, uh, in, uh, Acts. Um, the, was it Epic? I don't know. It starts with an E. Oh, yeah, guys. They, you guys will they... hear that from us. We'll just, like, mention scripture, because we, like, read so much that we'll just be like, oh, we know that verse, and we apologize. And if we... We'll probably end up putting in, like, the description of verses and stuff like that that we end up finding, um... But yeah, that's kind of like my experience with Hydrate and where I'm coming from. And like Rob is a really good friend of mine and uh, my mentor. And I think he's definitely trying to encourage me to branch out a little bit more and find a new um, mentor here just because I'm not there anymore. So he can't really pour into my life the way that he used to. Um, But I think that's enough about me. But I'd like you guys to meet my best friend, Adam, who also came to Hydrate and was there a lot longer than I was. So yeah, take off, Adam. Yeah, so I mean, you guys have heard me uh, jump in there a few times at this point, uh, but yeah, my name's Adam Titchener. Um, I, like Christian, am an army child, so I've moved uh, all over the United States. I've lived uh, in places like uh, as cool as Hawaii and Colorado and as lame as Alabama and Texas. Um, but mm, Alabama. <laughs> if, <laughs> sorry if you're from Texas and I just uh, offended you. Um, <laughs> But uh, you guys really aren't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, like Christian, I'm at Moody Bible Institute, um, and I am studying biblical studies. Um, uh, and uh, I'll uh, jump into that a little bit more uh, here in a, a couple minutes. But um, yeah, so I grew up in a Christian household. Both my parents, um, for as long as I can remember, have been attending church, and I've been going with them. Um, when I was four years old, I saw my best friend at the time get baptized and, uh, being the attention seeker that I am, I wanted to do that as well because it was a big old Baptist church and I wanted some attention, uh, as a four year old. So, uh, I did that, got baptized, uh, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, 
I, so I grew up and I had all this head knowledge about God. I never really doubted God's existence because um, that was the way I grew up. I was never an atheist or agnostic or, or in another uh, form of thought, um, but I didn't have a personal relationship with God. Um, and just kind of went through my life as a nominal Christian, as Christian was talking about um, with him in, in Catholicism. Um, but when I was 11, um, I had a best friend, and his name was Brendan. Um, and when I was 11, he was diagnosed with cancer. And um, that really kind of shook my faith. I didn't really know what to do with that. Um, so uh, going on, uh, when he was 12, or when I was 12, um, he ended up passing away. And so that really shook the little bit of faith that I had. Um, and so I still continued to go to church with my family and stuff, but I had a lot of doubts and struggles with uh, if God was good, um, why he allowed my friend to, to have this horrible disease that took his life at such a young age. Yeah. Um, but uh, continuing, continuing on, um, when I was 14, Going into my freshman year of high school, I went to uh, summer camp, and uh, the the Lord really started stirring something in me, uh, in my heart, um, that uh, was unlike anything I had ever experienced before. Um, and then, uh, right after we got back from camp, we went to our church, and when we did that, uh, we were singing the song um, that I'd heard a ton of times, um, and nothing really. Um, too crazy about this song, but it just painted this um, beautiful picture of all that Jesus had done. Um, and that was the moment that I look back on as when I was saved, um, because I did grow up in a Christian household. So sometimes it's not always, um, you know, a punch in the face um, yeah. as, as other people. Yeah. Um, but like that is the moment I, I really started to, to turn my life towards Christ and to try and follow his uh, commandments. And uh, read scripture and stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was the, the moment that changed from uh, head knowledge to heart knowledge. Um, and then in my going into my senior year of high school, I was a wake leader. Give it up for wake! <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was at camp with them and uh, the Lord called me to vocational ministry as a youth pastor. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm here at Moody Bible Institute. I'm trying to uh, pursue uh, biblical literacy um, and uh, have that as a foundation for my future ministry that the Lord is going to use me for. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's really cool that um, that we kind of have this time to like share our testimonies too. And like, obviously, like I said, like we'll be going deeper into that the more that we go. Um, but we actually have a guest here today. Everyone say hi to Josh. Um, he's actually helping us out for our first podcast. He's such Yee-hee! a he's such a sweet <laughs> hey <guys>. man. <laughs> he's just such a sweet man, and he uh, is super gracious and um, it's very awesome that he's able to help us. So you'll hear him in the background laughing at <laughs> our mannerisms and stuff like that. So only Chris, you know, Christians are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I might be a little bit, but it's fine. A hooligan. <laughs> But that's what he said. Hooligan. That's the <laughs> just edited hooligan. Hooligan. He's a hooligan. <laughs> it's like it's like. Yes, when uh, uh, FX would uh, bleep out the the words, and it was a completely different person's voice. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you could tell they didn't actually say that. It was <laughs> some straight up like dead angel. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yes. 
But um, just like some disclaimers, guys, like obviously this podcast is not just for hydrate. Like we'll be talking about some like really deep theological things um, and just some like warnings. Like we, I think a little bit of like kind of like our philosophy going forward with this is that um, something that Pastor Garrett actually, before he was Pastor Garrett, he was me um, and Adam's friend and he was still kind of uh, um, going to school and just trying, trying to figure out a little bit like what he was going to do at Cross Creek. Um when he took over the middle school ministry, he said, I think I want to raise the level of where our students should be in knowledge-wise and biblical literacy and, like, vocabulary. Um, and we're going to raise that bar pretty high. And it's kind of, like, a little bit on your guys' job of, like, okay, like, if I'm really serious about learning and getting as much knowledge as possible, like, I'm also going to do my own research. Um, and so you'll hear us say, like, really deep theological, like, uh, concepts and, and theories and um, and vocabulary that you may not be very familiar with, but just be rest assured that we'll try to um, define those things for you guys as we're going, but also know that like a little bit we're raising that bar so you guys can do your own research. And if you're hearing words like um, epistemology or like sanctification or something like that. Yeah. And like, you're just like, whoa, what is, what does that mean? Sanctification. And, and sometimes if you just kind of like wait a little bit, we'll probably define it at some point, but if not, like write these words down and be like, wow, I really should, I want to know what sanctification means. Like, what does that mean in the Bible? And go talk to Rob, Google it. Like Google, that's how I got saved, guys. I literally was on a plane and I was like, I don't understand how to get saved. I don't understand what this means. Why does, why does everyone else know Jesus? And I don't. And I literally had to Google it and it came up with the ABCs of faith. <laughs> Ask, believe, and confess. Um, so do not worry about that. But also another disclaimer, me and Adam, we read so much scripture while we're here and we're reading so much that we will just be like, do you know that verse I'm talking about? And Adam will be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and you guys will have no idea what we're talking about. So we definitely apologize. We're, we'll get better at it. But right now, this is kind of like our pilot podcast. Um, and it's good. And just like, welcome to anyone who isn't like a, like a Christian at all. If you're just kind of listening to listen um, and just to kind of see like what this whole Jesus thing is about and um just like welcome, and I think, and I think it's an important thing to know that me and Adam think very critically of our faith, and um, no theological concept has it won't be digged into um, that while like while we're here at Moody, and I think it's very important to know that we do have reasons for what we believe in, and we are not going to be apologetical for what we believe in. Like I'm like I believe what I believe, and there are reasons for that, but we're not going to say sorry for being blunt. Um, for certain, for saying and standing by certain things, because I think if God really, God of the Bible is real, then He is holy, and everything that's in His Word is perfect. Um, sure, there may be some uh, some periods that you see, and you're like, "That's not in the original Greek." And I'm like, "Well, I don't care," <laughs> you know, because God is so good, and I, and the testament of our of our own testimony and the testament of His work in our lives is so evident, so clear. Um, Jesus is just so good, guys, and I think we'll definitely try to adapt while we're going through, but that's just a little bit of kind of like um, some disclaimers of what we're going through, but I think the vision of the podcast is actually to build up biblical literacy, because that's what Rob's doing, and that's something that Adam taught me a little bit, too, when I became a Christian. Like, he had so many theological concepts and vocabulary and verses stirred up in his head, and I was like, I don't understand what this man's talking about. <laughs> like, he is just like some other white dude at the church who doesn't know a whole bunch of Bible verses, and whereas, like, uh, like who grew up in Hawaii, I don't know. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I think I just think it's gonna be really good. But yeah. and uh, I just I just want to add this. I think it's just adding on to what Christian said. Biblical re- literacy is so so important. Um, I think one of the most important things for believers is to understand what they believe. Mm. Um, and I think that has been really lacking in, I can't speak for uh, churches around the world, but I think specifically the American church. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that um, just settle for a 10-minute Bible study every single day mm. um, or a five-minute you know, devotional read. And they don't actually do the, the hard work that is uh, required of yeah. um, of believers in actually being devoted to the word, looking at the word um, uh, prayerfully and and discerningly and um, just intellectually, trying to to get as much out of it as they want um, or is actually needed. And so, when things come up in their lives, they're they're tossed to and fro by the waves and the trials of this life because they don't actually know what they believe or they don't know why they believe it. And something that uh, can shake their faith uh, has uh, an answer, um, but they just don't know uh, what that answer is because they they just haven't uh, been exposed to it. Um, and so that's kind of one of those reasons why we want to do this is to kind of equip you guys and, and give you guys uh, a little bit into theological discussions and, and whatnot um, and how to even defend your faith. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, something that uh, is... I think necessary for all Christians is to, ha- to have an apologetic, um, which is just a defense. Um, and there's actual people on YouTube and stuff that devote their entire lives to apologetics. Um, Robbie def- Zacharias. Robbie Zacharias, Frank Turek, um, Jeff Beale. Durbin. Yeah, like tons of people that um, have videos on YouTube and stuff and um, answer questions like that. Yeah, and it's super, it's super cool. Um, and I think the, and this is definitely something that I really hold strongly to, that uh, I really feel like uh, the American church, we have failed other non-believers and how we've gone about it. Like, we're just like, oh, you should just believe it. And if you guys are going home and your parents are just like, why are you questioning your faith? Like, don't do that. Like, you should just believe. Know that, that that's wrong thinking. Um, like, respect your parents and submit and love them. But also know that it's okay to, like, ask questions and be like, I don't. Why, why do I believe this about sexuality? Why do I believe this about marriage and stuff like that? It's okay to ask those questions, but you guys have such an awesome opportunity to be so close to Rob, Pastor Garrett, Pastor Ryan, Gary, and Michael. These guys are so theologically adept. I'm sure if you start talking to Rob, the book of Enoch is going to come up some, at some point. <laughs> um, and it's like super cool because you, you guys can have that exposure if you guys look for it. Um, and there was something that uh, I used to go to a church called Home Downtown in Colorado Springs um, for like young adults and stuff. And the pastor used to say, um, uh, would be very ups- kind of like annoyed when people were like, well, no one's talking to me at church. No one's like pouring into my life. And it's like, or no one's saying like trying to teach me these things. It's like, well, maybe there should be a little accountability on your side and that you need to step up and do those things. So we definitely encourage you guys to do your own research and really seek these things out. And it's not totally on Rob's or your leader's uh, shoulders to completely be your dependency on your faith. Um, and yeah. I think it's good, but I think that's a good thing. But exactly. I think, uh, and it's like good for like, if it's like for a little bit, like 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 in Hebrews, uh, it says that we should, um, it's for a little while we'll be like sucking on like uh, milk, like drinking milk, but then we should move on to meat 
and and digesting the word and saying like god like what are you having to teach me in hebrews 11 what are you having to teach me in leviticus 16 when it's talking <laughs> about the leopards and i don't quite understand what you mean that's like ah, like god is so good and he's gonna pull through but i think uh us moving forward um in the rest of this podcast i actually just think we should jump into it because i hate listening to podcasts when the pilot's just boring and I know y'all are probably tired of hearing me talk about myself, um, <laughs> but I am not tired of it. So ooh, maybe that's a little pride coming out. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that is. But Adam, what is <laughs> you? We're going to have a talk after this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if we don't have another podcast, you'll know why. <laughs> uh, we good. We good. Um, Adam, can you tell us what the next question is? Like the big question for the rest of this podcast is. Yeah, so the the big question we're asking in this podcast uh, as the base for this podcast is, who is God? Oh, I love this question. Right, because theology, right, it's the study of God. That's what it means. So it's really important for us in this first episode to kind of talk about who is God. Um, so Christian, who do you think God is? Like what do you, what are some things that we should know about God? Yeah. I think uh, I think for some people it can be like, ah, oh, no, duh. But, girl, God is so much more complicated than you, than any of us could ever think. Like, there are people who literally devote their entire lives and their education to learn about the Trinity and will never be able to explain it to you the way that God truly is. Um, but who is God? Uh, in, uh, in Exodus, I can't remember. Again, I just like to quote scripture. It's so bad. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, oh, Exodus 3. It's where we get the word Yahweh. so bad, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Um, Exodus 3, uh, he's, in Exodus 3.14, um, this is when Moses is, like, called by God, like, in a fiery bush. And he's like, and God's like, go free my people. And he's like, no, but I can't do these things. And he's like, like, you know, God kind of, like, shows him, like, I'm God. Like, I'm telling you what to do. I'm so powerful. I'm good. I'm abounding in grace and love. And, st- and I'm steadfast. And I'm slow to anger. And I'm so good. I promise you, like, I created you. I know what's best for you. And he's like, who should I Who should I tell your people that you're about to free from the Egyptians? Like, who are you? And he says, I am that I am, or I am who I am, or I am I am, which we get the word Yahweh. And Yahweh is the one true God. Isaiah 43 says that there is no other God besides him. He is the, he is the eternal God. Um, there is none before him and none after him. Uh, and... And you'll hear that a lot from us. I am very firm, and I am not sorry to say um, that God is the only God, I think. And I think that's kind of where the American church is messed up, that we've been, like, so, like, lenient on who God is. Like, God is the only God, and he is such a good God. Like, he is our creator. In Genesis 1, he created all things, right? And all things are created through him. And, uh, but this is when we get a little bit into the dirtier parts. Not dirtier parts, but I guess there's, like, more, like, heavy and kind of, like, unclear parts about God that we know that he's steadfast abounding in grace and love and um, he's powerful and he's slow to anger and he created all things and um, but this is when we start getting into the Trinity which is definitely not something you'll find in the Bible um, because they didn't this wasn't something that the New Testament writers even like really cared about because this was a concept that they just knew and so they didn't really have a word for it so um, Adam do you think you can try to explain the Trinity a little bit um, from what you know so from the tr- what we know, um, pulled all over scripture and the beginning of the church, um, there are a bunch of councils, which are called ecumenical councils, that they hosted basically to nail down what the church believes. And specifically, which you guys may have heard of this, uh, in the Council of Nicaea, 
um, this idea of the Trinity is is brought forth, like who is God, and trying to nail down this because it's so important. Um, but basically, the Trinity is is one God, right? Um, that's what we know in Scripture. There's one God. Uh, there's no other God. But God is three in person. So he's one in essence um, or substance, um, and he's three in person. Or you could say he's one what and he's three who's. Um, is, is a way that I've heard uh, it said. And that's not a contradiction. Because um, yeah. if we say that he is three what's and one who, that would make it three separate beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all just claiming to be God. But it's three It's three who's and one what. And it's what is he, God, who is he, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. Adam's going to get into that a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, if you think about it like this, um, if you think of you, about yourself, right, you... The what of you is you are a person, mm. but the who of you is you are Christian or you are Adam or you are Josh, right? That is like who you are. You are a what, but you're also a who. And in the same way, but different because God is is unlike anything else, right? Yeah. Unlike anybody else. Huh. He is He is one what and three who's, um, which is something we can't really comprehend because we have nothing in this universe that is like that because God is holy, which just means set apart. He's different. He's in a class of his own. Um, And so that's just kind of a a way to understand it. Um, And you'll have people sometimes try to explain it uh, with with pictures and stuff, um, which all of these things are actually heresies. Um, You know, you hear stuff like he's like H2O, or he's like an egg, or, you know, there's a ton of different things, but yeah. all of these things don't adequately represent who God is and what God is um, in the Trinity, which is why it's so hard to define it for people um, from different faiths like uh, Mormons or Islam, uh, because it's not explicitly stated in Scripture. Um, it, Trinity is not a word you'll ever find in the Bible. Um, it's a word that they made up later. Yeah, to, to, to explain it. Exactly. And I think, um, and like he said, like, uh, like scripture tells us that Holy Spirit has to um, give us understanding to actually understand God. And I think that's why it's so easy for Christians to be like, yeah, I understand the Trinity. Um, but being able to explain it is completely different from understanding because the when you fear the Lord, like Proverbs says, if you fear the Lord, that God will give you wisdom. And I think when we have Holy Spirit, which is what we you guys get when you accept Christ into your hearts, and God fills you with the Holy Spirit, and you become a temple of the Lord. Um, he fills you with that understanding. Um, and like Adam said, like that is why it's super hard to teach other people of different faiths, like Islam, Mormonism, or Hinduism, um, because they, they just don't understand that concept. And they're like, well, that's a contradiction. You're saying that it's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Like, that's three gods. And it's like, no, 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 no. It is very clear within Scripture that they, they, they talk about Father, Son, Holy Spirit almost like interchangeably when they talk about God as a whole, because um, we can see that in Acts, uh, in whole, like these, there's this guy who sees somebody else like give all their money to the early church right after Jesus died. This man's uh, name is Ananias. Uh, Ananias, yes, I ever forget his name because he, uh, it, but it's such a big deal. Like this part's such a big deal. Like he saw someone else sell, give all their money to the early church, and he was like, "I'm gonna do that." Him and his wife said, "We're gonna do that," and they sold some of their land or they sold all of their land but they gave some of their money and told everyone that they had given all their money and uh one of the apostles i think it was peter 
he said, uh, he said, you've lied, you've blasphemed, you've lied to the Holy Spirit, you have lied to God. In the same verse, like he says that you lied to Holy Spirit and that you've blasphemed God. And so it's like, you can only blaspheme God. Like, Adam, you explain it a little bit more. Sorry, guys. Basically, <laughs> by, by saying this in, in the same sentence, he's showing, Peter's exhibiting to us that the Holy Spirit actually is God, um, that you can only blaspheme God. And so you're not going to be able to blaspheme the Holy Spirit unless he is God. Um, so that's that's kind of what uh, Christian's getting at. Yeah. Um, and that, that story is actually really crazy because, um, you know, a lot of the times we think of, of God and in the Old Testament as this wrathful, um, this wrathful being that um, just smites people all the time and strikes yeah. people dead and, um, and whatnot. But this instance of, of him doing this, like he strikes down both Ananias and Sapphira for lying. Yeah. Like that's a, like something crazy. Like that, like this is just one part of who God is. Like it was so important and crucial at the beginning of the, of the church that he, that he didn't allow this stuff to go on, um, to be inauthentic and to, to, to lie and, and to withhold. Like, if you're going to do something, like, do it. Like, go all in. Don't hold back. Um, yeah. And and that's just one aspect of God's character. And that shows us, like, just like he strikes Uzzah dead for touching the Ark of the Covenant, he also strikes Ananias and Sapphira dead for lying. Yeah. And it's to the Holy Spirit. And I have it right here. So the reference is Acts 5. Um, and in verse three, it says like, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? So see that he's specifically talking about Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land while it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, what was it? Uh, 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 was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God, but if God isn't a Trinitarian being and he's known as Father, um, and during the and during the Gospels we see that uh, God is also characterized as Jesus, but now we're seeing God uh, as characterized as Holy Spirit, right? So it's used in the same sentence interchangeably. And this isn't to, isn't to think that um, you can be talking to Jesus and talking to Holy Spirit because they're three separate um, persons within the Godhead. Um, but if we go into the Gospels, when Jesus comes back and doubting Thomas is like, I want to see his scars. I want to put my fingers in his, in his, in the holes of his hands. And Jesus comes back and he's, and Thomas is like awestruck. And he's like, and Jesus says, do you know who I am? And he says, yes, you are my Lord and my God. So it's very evident that Jesus is God. And so is Holy Spirit. And in the Old Testament, we already know that father, the father is God because he is referred to as Abba. Abba Father. Abba is the Hebrew word for father, which is actually more accurately as daddy, like what little kids would say. Um, but I think for the most part, uh, it would be a misconception to say that this is a contradiction because if you are actually seeing it the way that it's being spelled out, it is not a contradiction in any way. Um, yeah. And uh, in, in, in relationship with Jesus also being God, um, a lot of a lot of people in in other faiths will will basically say like, well, where does Jesus say I am God, mm-hmm. right? Like, where does he evidently say that? And there's a few instances um, that he does that, um, but it just it's not evident like like right right away. Um, you have to understand a little bit. Um, and so like one of those instances 
uh, he, the, the author of John, uh, John the, the Apostle, he includes in his gospel, which uh, is a unique gospel in the sense that it's not a part of the synoptic gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, it's, it's a little bit different. The, the structure of it is different. The stories he uses are unique. Um, anyways, that's a little bit of side tangent. But so in the, in the gospel of John, he, he uses I am statements. And if you remember, Christian was talking about in Exodus 3, when, he re- when God reveals himself to, to Moses, he says, I am. And if you actually look at the, the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, that would have been the, the, the scripture, the Bible that Jesus would have used, right? He says, ego e me. Mm. He says, ego e me. And then the, the New Testament is also written in Greek. And every time he says, I am, he says, ego e me. Yeah, which is, which is a, a reference to this, this meeting of of Moses and, and Yahweh, mm-hmm. it's him referring back saying, I am. Yeah. Um, and then even more than that, in, in the synoptic gospels, there's certain instances where um, the Pharisees or the, the law teachers, um, they, they consult him, they ask him questions. Um, and the biggest one that we can kind of look to is right before Jesus is crucified, um, the the Pharisees basically ask him point blank. The high priest is like, like, are, is, is what you uh, have been saying about yourself true? Like, are you saying that you're God? And Jesus' response to this is, yes, I am. He says, you have said so. Mm. And we know that he claims to be God because of the way the people react. Like, they tear their robes and they cry out blasphemy. Right, because he was claiming to be God, and that was wrong. That was something you don't do. Um, that was the greatest sin, atrocity you could you could do. And so, by their response, we know that Jesus actually did, right in that moment, say, "Yes, I I am claiming to be God. I am." Yeah. Um, and, and that's such a big deal because, like, I think uh, what Mormons will do, and I, and this is going to be a very like blunt statement, like Mormons are not Christians. Okay, guys, and I and I and I don't mean to offend anybody who may be Mormon and going to hydrate and stuff like that. But you have to understand that our view of Jesus is completely different from yours. Yeah, um, Jesus is not the uh, brother of Satan. He's not Archangel Michael like he's the not created. Jehovah's Witnesses he's believe. Not created. That's a big deal. Yeah. I and I and like it says that he is first of creation, but that was just saying that he is more important than creation because he is the one who created all things. Um, and then John 1 is the biggest defense for Jesus' deity. Because um, it says in John 1, 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was the beginning. He was in the beginning with God. Right? Um, and so it's very clear. It says, And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And later it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Well, who became flesh? Jesus. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Um, and Jehovah's Witnesses will try to say that it says a God, like in the word was a God. But there is no Greek scholar <laughs> out there in the entire world that will ever read that and say a God. And it's just like very evident that he is God. I think it would be um, a misconception and, uh, and trickery of the 
and twisting of the of the scriptures to try to get that point across. Um, but kind of moving on to to a little bit more like difficult task of like who is God? It's what does God being God mean for us? Like why why is God so significant in our own lives? And Adam, do you think you could answer that a little bit? Yeah, I think why God. I think uh, it's significant for us, um, God being God, because right, if He's if He's created the universe and He's He's created every single thing in it, um, right, that He is uh, Lord, that He deserves our full commitment, right, and He and He expects certain things of us, not because we have to work for it, but just out of obedience. For him being our father and bringing Ooh. us back to life, um, and I think that That's that is just so important for us to to recognize that that if God, if Jesus, if Yahweh is going to be our savior, he has to be Lord. We have to live in submission to him, um, and I think that that is something that um, is crucial um, that we have to come to terms with. That um, I I recently read a book. Uh, called The Cost of Discipleship by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And what he talks about is uh, this idea of costly grace versus cheap grace. And uh, it's not that grace isn't a gift because we know it's a gift. Scripture says it's a gift in Ephesians 2, right? By grace you've been saved through faith and this is not of works. This is, uh, you know, this is a gift. Um, He goes on to say in verse 9. But what he's saying is that grace cost Jesus, his life. It cost him something. And so our response cannot be, I'm going to continue to live however I want. Thanks for the ticket to heaven. It's Jesus did this for me. Well, how can I, how can I return the favor? How can I be obedient to him? How can I respond in a way that, um, I should respond? Um, right. It's not, it's not a, I'm going to work for my salvation. It's I'm going to uh, respond to this salvation by the way that I'm going to live, Ooh. um, by my submission to him, by, uh, submitting to his will. Yeah. And submission guys is, it's a very dirty word in the United <laughs> States. Like in the sense of like, Oh, I will never submit to you. That means that you're going to control me and hurt me and make me do things that I don't want to do. But I think it's so important to understand that God is too loving to force you to love him. Right, because he is the standard of love, and I think uh, everything that Adam's talking about, like submission and, and working for him and submitting and saying all of my life is for you, Jesus. It's it's on a want to basis, not a have to, because you don't have to do anything. God definitely says that He'll give you up to your own desires. Mm-hmm. That is so true in Scripture, and He's not just gonna tell you to like just make you a mindless robot, because then that's not love. Love is a choice, um, and I know that. Uh, ruffle some feathers of certain theological concepts. Um, but I think uh, just for like the sake and the face value of what we're talking about, that God is love. And, and, and it goes down to uh, what does it mean for me if, if God is God, right? If God is God, then he has every right to tell you that you're wrong and he's right. He has every right to uh, interrogate your life, not the other way around. Um, as Rosario, Rosario Butterfield, uh, Butterfield puts it, um, very awesome teacher. She has a very awesome testimony. Um, you'll have to research her. But if God is real and he's truly the only God and he created all things, he also created the standard of love, the standard of salvation, the standard of goodness, and humans are not good. 
Truth too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, he is truth. Yeah. Uh, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and that's also a claim to being God because God in the Old Testament says only he can give truth. Only he is the way to salvation. Um, and he's the only one that can create life. So that's just another uh, uh, sub-declaration of uh, deity, but deity meaning uh, being God. Um, but what does that mean for God? And I think it's a side project that I'm working on that Adam knows about. Um, if God is worthy, uh, if God is real, then he is worthy, right, of submission, of sexuality, of thoughts, of actions, of, um, of our tongues and stuff. But I think that is such an awesome thing that this God who we don't have to clean up, clean ourselves up, cleans us up. Um, in response to our faith of saying, God, I believe that you're real and you're, that your son Jesus died on the cross for me. Like, I, I can't do it anymore. This life is not easy. And Jesus doesn't say life is going get, to get easier, but you are going to have a joy and have something that no one else has, but you can share that with other people so that they can obtain it too because Jesus is so good. Um, and why God? I think this comes down to whether or not you choose to submit. Why God? Why, why anything? Why breathe? Why? And, and that's what atheists can't answer. It's like if, if, if there really is no afterlife, if there really is no God, then why do we care if we die? Right, we and if we really did evolve from from fish and all these other things, those things will not matter to us. Animals do not care to die simply because, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to die. Like, I want to live. They they don't want to die because they want to keep their territory. They want to eat. They want to reproduce. Humans are so different, and why God? If God is real, then that's why. Like, I remember there's a, a, a song from Upper Room, and she's like, what's the point of getting to know you? And she's talking to God, and she goes, that's the point. Getting to know you, getting to get closer to you, getting to be closer to the God of the universe that created you, and that's why God. Why God? Because he sets you free from any sin that separates you from, from him. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm a firm believer that, um, that God, in his Trinitarian love, right, perfect, uh, eternal that that is the reason why he created the world. He created everything. He created it out of love to share his love, right? And so if, if he do, did this for us, if we even have life because he desired to, to share his love, then he's worthy of our affection, right? We wouldn't exist without him, so he must be worthy. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he did this because he is the source of life. He's the source of goodness because he is yeah. good. And so... Um, something that we can kind of take from that is like um, that you're never going to be most satisfied in this life apart from God if he Ooh, is goodness. Tell him. Um, and so that's kind of just a little a little bit why we worship God, why we submit to him, because in him is fullness of joy. That's Truly. what Psalm 16 says. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's probably a good place to, to end this, uh, this podcast uh, today. Um, I hope you guys got a little bit out of this. Um, you got anything else for us, Christian? I think just summing up what we've talked about, um, God is one God. He's the only God. There is no other God before him. He's a Trinitarian God. That means he's one God in three persons. Um, the Father who leads it and is so loving and loves his children. Um, and then Jesus, his eternally begotten Son, was sent 
to earth in the flesh and died on the cross for your sins so that you could be in communion with God. And the Holy Spirit is sent to lead you towards Jesus who set you free from your sin. And, and the Holy Spirit interacts with us and convicts us of sin while we're here on this time uh, on earth. Um, and another point that we went over is just by God, because he's God. If God is God and he's truly good, then anything that he chooses for us and wishes for us is good. Mm -hmm. um, then also hydrate till you dehydrate. <laughs> Come on, guys. If you it's, if you guys are a true hydrator, you will keep going till you die. <laughs> you know, uh, drink, drink from that river of life. Oh, Lord Jesus, tell him. He is the water. He's yes, the only sir. thing that can quench our thirst. God is. This is the first podcast of Totally Theology, guys. Thank you for showing up, and we'll be here next time. Love you guys. Sweet, let's go. How long did that run? That was so good.